0: Welcome to grub for thought uh, We have a very, very special guest with us today. Uh, welcome, Sarah Russ. Hi.
1: Thank you. Hello. It's
0: to have you here. And uh, those of you who are already familiar with Grubbable, if you know the name Russ, you probably might have already guessed that Sarah is the better half of the CEO and, co- and founder of Grubbable, Eric Russ. So, yay, we have one half of the Russ family with us today.
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> we are so excited about this one because we are talking about um, such amazing things today and we, Mary and I have been wanting to do this for a very long time. Yeah. Personally, we have so many questions for you. One yeah. of the main things is we just don't know how you do it, how you do it all. I think a lot of people out there will be just absolutely amazed with how you straddle everything, you know. You do all things local. And sustainable and natural. You're actually brand grubbable through and through basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I have seen you make your own yogurt. I've seen you ferment things and make your own was it kombucha that I tasted the other day? Yeah, kombucha? Yeah, you are a neighborhood, an urban gardener. You grow things straight in your backyard. You actually make your own natural, all-natural health and beauty products. And you're a mother of five absolutely beautiful kids. And you homeschool them. Uh, it's like doing 10,000 things in one day. I think 24 hours is not enough for what you do. So we are so excited. We, in fact, we were actually, Mary and I were trying to see where to start and what we should talk about today. Because there's just so much. The sky's the limit with you. But yeah, I just want to first get started with you know, what made you like adopt this lifestyle of trying to do everything local and natural like I know you do natural remedies Um, you know when someone falls sick when your kids fall sick I know you try to keep things as natural as possible come up with home remedies Um, so you take it really really seriously so uh, what led you to adopt this lifestyle were you always like this or was there something that made you change yeah
1: yeah Definitely I was not always like this, I was raised in a really traditional American home where there was antibiotics for every illness and, you know, my mom cooked healthy, um, but also wasn't afraid of some, you know, but processed foods were just kind of the norm in the 80s and 90s growing up, Right. so um, yeah, so I was raised very average, I would say, American. Um, and, uh, but so just a couple things, mostly having kids was a big impetus for change. And, uh, I think right around the time I had our twins who are now 10, a friend from high school started, um, I think was just, was kind of getting into more natural and, Started talking about doing some things a little different, like cooking even something simple like cooking a whole chicken. Because growing up in the '80s and '90s, like people cooked chicken breasts, and that's all they did. You know, you, you eat chicken breasts for the most part. And I had never even thought of cooking a whole chicken, but just and just started thinking about making the use of everything that we have. You know, making use of the whole chicken, not just kind of a uh, adopting uh, adopting the way we eat to just our preferences. Um, and not, and not being good stewards. I, I just really love the concepts of stewardship and, like, thinking through, like, wow, this whole – like, old generations used the whole thing and got lots of nutrients from the whole thing, from the broth to the fat to the um, to, to the meat, of course. So I, I just fell in love with that thinking, and um, I just thought, wow, like – And I started reading books like some of the thoughts by like Weston A. Price and uh, Nourishing Traditions as a cookbook that I just kind of, I don't follow to a T, but I just kind of like the thoughts that cultures that eat their healthy, eat their traditional foods or eat foods that have been eaten for hundreds of years generally are way healthier than cultures that are eating processed foods. So that's kind of the basis of the thinking that I thought, man, that just makes a lot of sense if we're – Eating things that have been eaten for a while, and if we're eating things that aren't made in factories, then generally we're better off. So um, yeah. that was kind of the theory that I got behind, but um, and then I but, but obviously that takes a lot of time. You know, if you're raised one way, you know we've lost oh. so many skills: of yogurt making, sewing, gardening. You know, just aren't the new generations aren't as much into. So. I've just had to slowly build them back in because I didn't have them, you know? So, like, I would, I don't know. I think early on, um, I thought, okay, let me try yogurt making because, like, all these probiotics are supposed to be good for us, you know? And that one's fairly simple, but okay, let me attack one this thing, you know? And then you kind of get that under your belt. And then you maybe, you know, and I used to think to myself, oh my goodness, like, I would see people making sourdough bread or fermenting things, and I'll be like, and I was just overwhelmed, like, I'll never get there. But then I would, you know, maybe in six more months I would have a little bit more energy and I would think, okay, maybe I will try this next thing, you know. And so just slowly would um, add a little something else, you know. So and then uh, then maybe six months later or maybe take even a break. But just kind of adding another skill to my tool belt has been my thought so that we can kind of try to eliminate processed foods as much as we can. Um, yeah. So Yes, it's kind of been a journey that mostly guarded, mostly uh, began with having kids and a good friend from high school kind of starting to give me ideas that I hadn't thought about.
0: Wow. Oh my God, just listening to you is so inspiring. It's like yeah. it, so much tenacity is required to go after one skill after another. And I, at this point, you can be, you can basically do it all, you know, from your own beauty products to you're a great cook. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just amazing. Um, I mean, I feel like I need to start learning a few things. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, and this you started after having kids, which is even more challenging. Um, so, oh my God, there's so <laughs> um, okay. So. At what point did you decide that you would like to start gardening and grow your own stuff? And was it easy getting into it? Like, is it easy getting into urban and community gardening, you know, when you live in a city? Yeah.
1: Well, we live in Detroit, which is has this phenomenal program called the urban garden resource program, which is just phenomenal. And they give you, they, um, it just is encouraging our urban gardening movement in Detroit. So in Detroit particularly it is easy because there's this phenomenal program where you pay $10 and get all these seeds and instructions and plants to get going. So, oh, wow. um, so yeah, so Detroit makes it really easy. It's just, I feel super blessed that I got to, I get to kind of just follow their lead, you know, So about, Five years ago, five or six years ago, I thought, man, I want to try that. And my kids have just loved seeing things grow. Like my kids will literally run in when the things sprout. Like, mom, the carrots are sprouting. The carrots are sprouting, you know. (laughs) So this is so fun seeing them attached to that learning process and appreciate it and appreciate and even just have the experience of tasting a homegrown carrot versus a store-bought because they are pretty different. So yeah. yeah. So they. So yeah. So that's been so fun um, watching the kids uh, learn that, and also just appreciate. You know, I just love the thought too of nutrients being like more fra- You get getting um, uh, nutrient uh, foods being more nutrient dense the closer yes. you eat them to harvest than yeah. you know two weeks, three weeks later after they've been harvested and shipped across the world. So um, <laughs> I'm like, wow, how cool is that that we can pick our Swiss chard and come cook it for dinner. So, um, so it has been fairly easy in the sense that there's this great program available to us in Detroit. However, I would say that like even though it's given me this kind of broad base of kale and Swiss chard and tomatoes and other and cucumbers and and peppers and such, even though it helps me uh, either gives me these plants or these seeds. I would say to anybody out there just to you know, buy it, think about what you like, think about three things you like, you know, and, and plant and, and take a four by eight garden bed or a patch of grass, whatever, land, and um, and then like, oh, man, I love cucumbers. Let's try cucumbers this summer, you know, and let's try it, and like kale and Swiss chard are just so easy. They're almost, you almost do nothing to them, you know, other than plant yeah. them and and thin them um, so um, yeah so I, I mean I really like what plants to give me my bang for my buck you know so um, I haven't done there's plenty of plants I haven't done super well at but it's kind of fun every year to like learn a little bit more I would no way to call myself an expert gardener but I feel like we're adding just building blocks to it like oh that didn't work so good when I planted the tall plants behind the, you know, or I planted some plants behind the tomato plants and they didn't get sun. So, oh, note to self, put the other plants in front next year, you know. So, I I would say I still have so much to grow in, but it's been fun just, again, kind of building blocks, like, okay, let's try this and watching the kids have joy. And I feel like we have gotten a good harvest. And seeds are so cheap that it's kind of worth it to just even if you have to buy them at full price, it's still very much worth the experiment, you know, and worth the opportunity to see your family enjoy good food. So Wow.
0: That is Wonderful. so cool. And, and the no give up attitude is just amazing that it didn't work this year. Let's try it differently. So you, you're trying to do so many things differently. Um, I know we live in a cold climate. So um, do you try... And keep things seasonal, like so, so that you're like constantly rotating uh, between seasons and get stuff that grows best at, at a particular time. Yeah. Yeah. So so far, I'm just a
1: spring to early fall gardener. I haven't really learned and attacked seasonal gardening and really extending my seasons um, as I would like to, but. Um, yeah so we uh so yeah but from a purchasing perspective we try try to do that as much as possible i go to the farmer's market and we get try to get local sweet potatoes and apples and things that can extend quite far into the year so um yeah we get our eggs from the farmer's market and uh yeah we try to get our beef like a couple years ago a friend connected me with a farmer that allows us to get grass-fed beef so we just pick that up once a year and then it's in the freezer and um, he also sells chickens a lot, so we'll get whole chickens from him. Um, and then just try to think consciously about, like, yeah, what's oh, what do I know has been shipped? Oh wow, if I'm having you know grapes available available to me at this time of year, they're probably from super far away and probably yeah. not the healthiest. So right. um, yeah, nor nor are they. You know, there's a lot of food miles there with transportation. So, trying as much as we can to buy, okay, we buy apples, you know, for, through the fall and win, into the winter. And then, um, so yeah, just trying to be conscious of that. We don't do it perfectly, but um, price is a big driving factor as well because, you know, strawberries in the winter are just really expensive. So, we try right. to stick to what's more affordable, which is usually what's more local. So, right. um, and then shopping at Eastern Mar- or the farmer's market and filling in with, um, filling in with uh, what we can't get there at the uh, the
0: grocery store. Wow, yeah. And if you say you're not doing it perfectly, then the rest of us, we are not really sure whether we are doing it right at all. So, <laughs> uh, so what are your favorite things to grow? Uh, which yeah. is the easiest? I know you said um, kale and Swiss chard are the easiest, but um, what else grows really well? Yeah.
1: Yeah, kale and swissart, I can't say enough good things about them. They grow, like bugs usually don't get them too much, or they're fairly easy to get off if they do. Um, so yeah, kale and chard are amazing. Um, beets have grown pretty well for us as well. And uh, let's see, um, I think tomatoes actually, if you plant them in the right place and you don't crowd them too much, generally tomatoes have done well for us, and we've gotten like um, quite a harvest of tomatoes. Um, turnips, we just did once, but those grew well for us. Wow. Carrots. Oh, carrots did grow well, but then we had pheasants, I think, who ate all of our carrots last year. Yeah. So that was a bummer. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my garden beds now, trying to think about it. Um, I don't think I've been great at cucumbers. Jalapeno peppers have grown really well. Scallions, and those are fun because those come back um, every year, or at least for a couple years. Um, yeah, and, and some spices. That's been fun, too, like uh, my rosemary Oh, wow. uh, I'm blanking now. Some herb came back, that I wasn't expecting to come back. So I think it was rosemary. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, do you do uh, all of the gardening natural too? Yeah. So we, yeah, I mean, we've, you know,
1: just committed to that ideal that we want to, um, keep it natural, you know, and keep it the least toxins in our food as possible. So, um, yes, we started compost a couple of years ago, and um, yeah, so still getting, learning that a little bit, but trying to rotate it a little bit, but not too much so that the organisms can, you know, digest and settle in and stuff, so um, yeah, I try to like make sure I put smaller chunks in. I started lazy composting, putting huge chunks in, which takes like much longer to compost. Mm-hmm. So, we, um, so we have dance in our composting a little bit, and then Eric built me a grate to grate it through to get the smaller chunks out. So I'm excited. I think this year and last year, I think we started it, but we finally got to actually use our compost. It was in a good spot. So again, just kind of like sometimes we start super lazy, but we try to like refine it bit by bit as we have energy and capacity. Um, so yeah, so we compost, or I had to buy compost as well. And, uh, yeah, and there's, I mean, there's just so many solutions out there. And sometimes, I, to be honest, I get totally lazy. I'm like, oh, my goodness, aphids have taken over the kale. I'm like, forget it. I don't have the energy. But sometimes my friend is like, yeah, I just did dish soap and a little hot pepper or something, you know, um, and, and mixed with some water in a squirt bottle. And I'm like, oh, okay, I could do that, you know. And she goes, and oh, wow. Kale. So, yeah, something to that effect. So I'm like, okay, I could do that. And um, so, yeah, so I just take. Bit by bit again, and um, and then and try to do yeah, keep it natural with the with the remedies, and uh, yeah, also try to give like the land some rest too, because I know that like even in the Bible, it would talk about like every seventh year giving the land rest, and how much that like allows the nutrients to repopulate in the soil, and also garden rotation, which I'm no expert in, but um, learning that okay, you can't plant the same thing in the same spot, you know, so I try to rotate. To, so that they're using, um, accessing different nutrients.
0: So, yeah. As I hear you speak, all I can say is you're doing everything that we talk about in sustainable agriculture on a small scale in your backyard. And it, you're doing it so well, it's an, it's unbelievable. Oh, uh, thank you. I know you said, um, you know, and we, at Grubbable we always preach this and we always tell um, everyone that eating local is just high in nutrition and there's so many benefits, you know, it's, it's better on the earth, it's, it's better on the uh, environment, On uh, you know, the truck traffic is lesser and the food is less adulterated. But um, have you found any other difference in terms of like the food texture or the quality of the produce in general uh, if it's grown in your own backyard? Like I know a lot of things Plain to factor like you know the soil the climate but have you seen anything else like do you find your carrots to be sweeter you know as an example maybe Uh, carrots are a fabulous example
1: I mean the coloring is different they're sweeter they're a little bit more moist in a good way they just have like extra moisture in them which is just fabulous and um, yeah the kids love the carrots the kids that's probably their favorite thing um, so yeah, so that I think there is a great texture difference um, or a great texture and sometimes a richness to flavor difference. Um, sometimes things aren't as beautiful you know like the ones you're gonna get at the grocery store you know you might have an, a bumpy tomato, but I think that's wonderful. I'm like, wow, that's just natural to have a bumpy yeah. tomato or a, we just planted a peach trees so it'll take like a year or two more for the harvest but I, I've heard that, you know, when you if you're not spraying and using a lot of artificial things, your peaches probably aren't gonna look quite as pretty as the ones in the store. But I think that's like a cool thing. So yeah. I think it just depends on where your values are, you know, if you're if I value that, well, wow, that's you know, not all peach looks perfect, you know, and I value that. So um, yeah. Yeah. And I think the flavor is going to be our, you know, I'm excited to taste those peaches. Let's put it that way. Yeah,
0: I'm excited too. uh, Oh my God. Yeah. First of all, your home and your garden is so beautiful on its own. And then you have these beautiful tall cotton trees and then now there's a peach tree and it's going to be so beautiful. Yeah.
1: We got some raspberry plants. Again, a buddy like Raz, buddy had raspberry plants and they multiply. So he gave us some of the ones that were getting out of control in his backyard. So we, um, hopefully we'll have a good raspberry harvest this year, and um, yeah, and we also planted a plum tree. So I'm excited. We were slow on getting going on fruits, but yeah. we're hopeful that we can start the fruit harvesting soon. So, and yeah. you can
0: become a jam maker or something. You know, right? oh, I know I haven't done that yet. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. yeah. Knowing you, I think you'll definitely try and do that, and you know, train yourself into be making jam uh, yeah. if you don't know it already. Um, yeah. Okay, so I have to ask, you know, you're doing so many things, you've trained yourself constantly over the past few years, learned so many skills. How do you do it? How do you manage? Like, how? what do you do to, <laughs> I want to know, how do you schedule your day? Like, you have five kids, you run this beautiful family, you teach them, pull them, you cook your own meals, you garden, you you make your own supplies, and, and you help us with Grubble. So... Tell me, how, like, what time does your day begin? Like, How do you schedule your day? I'd like to know as a mom-to-be, to actually know that I need to be better with my time. Yeah. Wow. Boy,
1: so you're speaking to a very not type A person. Eric is the type A person of the family, and I am the like, love, free-spirited, and, which probably helps me take on new things. Yeah. But it has the downside that I'm not this, like, okay, Mondays I make yogurt and Fridays I make bread. And, you know, I'm not that person at all. I've tried to be, and every couple months I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll write out the schedule, but I don't usually <laughs> stick to it. So, um, yeah, so if you think you have to be type A, you totally don't. Um, That's good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, good. <laughs> so, I, um, boy. I mean meal planning totally does help. You know, most of these things I feel like if are you do um like lotion, I make our own lotion, but that lasts super long. So I make it once a year and then I put it in tubs and I and yeah. we have it for the whole year. So I just mix basically shea butter, coconut oil, and some almond oil, and olive oil, anyway into mix it with the the mixer, my kitchen mixer, you know, and I do that once a year. So like our beef, you know, I pick that up once a year. So it's not like these horrible things, because I'm, in fact, I struggle with things that are like, wow, I've got to do that daily. I was making water kefir and dairy kefir for a while, but those are like dairy, dairy, you know, those were daily tasks. So I was like... Okay, I think that's a little much for me because I just felt exhausted. So you can't do everything. That's probably a good thing for everybody to say to themselves. And um, so, yeah, so I – yeah, so what do I do? I don't know. Um, I mean, meal planning is obviously a huge help, you know. And just kind of starting, again, one thing at a time, thinking like, okay, I want to eliminate – you know, granola bars. My kids like eat a ton of, or I want to, I want to like fix our snack time, you know? So yeah. I just, I have like a written out list on the inside of my cabinet when I'm like, the kids are like, I want something on, you know, they usually want something yeah. unhealthy, you know? And I'm like, no, like, so I open up the cabinet and I'm like, what did I write down? I thought through this before, but I just can't remember, you know? So mm-hmm. oh no, know. We have apples and peanut butter. We have popcorn, you know, and I look at my list. And so Most of it is like, okay, a little bit of thoughtfulness once in a while where you have a list, where you have a go-to, so you can start to attack snack time, you know? How can I turn to healthy snacks, you know? Or what are some, you know, we totally splurge, and our kids did Halloween this year and have a candy bag, you know? But for the most part, but also we want to have like nice, 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 uh, not so sugary treats, you know? We're not processed. So so we do a lot of chocolate banana smoothies, so we'll just take like bananas that are really ripe and mix it with a little milk and... Ice and a little peanut butter and cocoa powder, and then we have a, like a. They love it. They think it's like a shake, you know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we just try to like. Those are like so we implement some of those things into our rhythm too, where it's good and it's not just always super boring like celery and you know. <laughs> yeah. Celery for snacks. So, um, yeah
0: you make it sound easier than it is. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just because you're gifted at doing a lot of things at once. Uh, So, um, I, you know, you do so many things, you try to keep things healthy, local and um, sustainable. Have you actually seen like very visual, um, you know, positive impact on your family, and your kids. Um, I know Eric has asthma, like have you seen that some of these things have helped him with his, um, you know, uh, with his condition or, you know, with the kids in general? Yeah,
1: to be honest, we're still trying to figure out his asthma, especially that we live in a yard that has seven cottonwoods, which has not yeah. helped his allergies and asthma. And, we're, and like climate is changing and I don't think we're that far, we're only a handful of miles from the incinerator so <laughs> those things probably aren't helping yeah <laughs> um, but he uh so we're still working on his towards his asthma and is that's always kind of on my mind is like what foods what So actually we're trying to like eliminate gluten just to see we did he eliminated dairy before and just kind of adjusting see if there's internal things that will make an external difference yeah. um so yeah, I mean, I think a couple years ago, I think his cholesterol was a little bit higher when we first started, and I think now it's been like we, we even kind of come back from the doctor sometimes when we get our blood work done, like oh, I had really good cholesterol. We'll compare numbers and stuff. So we've had like really good numbers. That what that you know that um. In, in that department. And I know that's not all food, and some of it's hereditary, but um, I'd like to think it helps, you know, that, that eating well, eating good fats. Oh, that was something that we did, you know, was just replace fats. You know, we try not to use um, vegetable oils, and we try to use coconut oils, and, and now I've just switched to even avocado and coconut, mostly for our sautéing, because that, that has a higher smoking point. And olive oil, we do use olive oil for dressings and stuff, but try to use it more raw, you know. Yeah, so, um, those are easier fixes. But yeah, the kids—I mean, the kids do really well, and the, I mean, the doctors. Fortunately, they weren't. There wasn't super health issues to begin with. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I've just been able to report that. Well, we generally have have good health and haven't had, you know, weight gain or you know, body mass index issues. Um, yeah and um yeah and generally just like feel like our kids treasure like a fruit at the end of the meal is like a tre- is like a, is fun for them you know they're like instead of expecting always a uh, ice cream every day most yeah. days they have fruit at the end of the meal and that's the treat you know so um i think just training ourselves and as well as training eric and i to think like oh i'm good i don't always need the sweet you know or i don't always need the unhealthy thing or I don't quite feel satisfied. So, um, yeah, just training, yeah. So I think just building those habits is huge for us, like where we like value the vegetable and value a well-balanced meal and feel full from that and satisfied in that as opposed to in, you know, a bunch of junk. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. This has been amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's been a learning session. You really do walk the talk. So uh, it's it's wonderful to hear how far you've taken this and how seriously you've taken this and how much that has benefited you guys. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's all about discipline, right? Ultimately, it just comes down to, like you said, instead of ice cream in, and your kids actually treasure that, like they're waiting for that fruit at the end of the meal. And that's just amazing to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's. I I just don't know what else to say. I'm just like so spellbound. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So many things. Um, it just tells us that we have to definitely get a lot better. Um, I mean, I would like to believe that I eat healthy always. But then when I hear all of this, I realize, you know, there's so much that we can do. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, and, and we are all part of Grubbable. So we should be doing more of yeah. all of this. So this is just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And I just hate
1: for people to feel overwhelmed, though, because there's like, I buy our yogurt sometimes. I'm like, you know, I'm too busy to make it, you know, yeah. so I buy it. Yeah. And I, I, you know what, bread making was just kind of a lot for me, so now I buy, I decided I like Ezekiel bread, so I'll buy that bread, you know. That was just something I couldn't work in. My toothpaste that I made, that I used to make like a coconut oil and baking soda and peppermint oil or some kind of concoction of toothpaste, I just didn't really like it. I don't really like switching coconut oil around that much. So <laughs> yeah. um, so we so we went to a natural toothpaste, I was like, no, that one didn't work out too well. So, um, so we... Yeah, I just I, I just, I would love to just see more and more people, like, take steps in it and not just um, think, oh, I can't do all of it, so I can't do any of it, but to think, um, wow, like, what are, what are my values? Who does this help? Like, because I just love, I mean, I, I really do get excited about the theory of, like, wow, this helps me. This helps me. This helps our family. And this helps the community at large. Like, I'm buying from, like, local people. It helps the ecosystem. Um, there's just so many good things, like soil. Like, I was listening to a composting seminar about a year ago, like a podcast. that was just talking about how we depleted our soils, even by the fact that we rake our leaves and we bag our leaves. Like Leaves are a natural nutrient source for our ground and how deficient our ground is because we don't um, even just give it the natural leaf clutter that it, that it deserves. So just thinking about, wow, like – that, that's not how it's supposed to be, you know. I just yeah. love that
0: yeah. train of thought. And you, <laughs> so should just, be, you should be the spokesperson for Grab-A-Hole because <laughs> These are the kind of things that we, you know, we're like writing blogs about and we're like trying to educate people. And then there's you who's doing all of this. And, you know, yeah. he's, it, whatever you just said, it's just it's all what we are trying to do here with Grubbable, and you're just the perfect spokesperson for all things. Uh, you, you have first-hand experience in everything that you're talking about, so it's just amazing. What do yeah. you have to say, Mary? Oh, I was wondering if your kids like um, experimenting with you and making
1: like the toothpaste or the yogurt or something like that. Do you do it together ever? yeah definitely um yogurt is like literally so quick it's like a stir and you put it up you know so not that one too much but um yeah they've helped me make yogurt or like I've made chapsticks which is kind of messy you know you take like a little dropper and drop it into the chapstick and um they like that mostly probably cooking they'll help me cook they love the cooking jobs like especially if it's opposed to a cleaning job, (laughs) so um, (laughs) they'll always take the cooking. So yeah, so they love taking part in all of it. I mean, they love gardening. It's like, yep, they love a lot of it, so.
0: That's um, awesome. Yeah,
1: it's been fun for us, and I really hope they continue it, and and even I've got four men, four boys, I mean. I know, yeah. I hope they marry women that are kind of conscious about this, you know, that that, that take their food seriously, you know, Um, assuming the wife does more of the cooking, but um, yeah. So they're, uh, yeah, so they, they love it. I think they like gardening a lot. They like thinking through and enjoying this process and seeing like how we add value to things. And I just love the thought, also thinking about the next generations too, because some people, will, I feel like make me sound a little bit sometimes obsessive or too much of a tree hugger or whatever. But I'm like, or and, and people kind of put um, people in the earth like as if they're opposed to each other. And yeah. they're just not like when they say like, "Oh, I care more about people than the earth," and I'm like, "Well, no, I care about people, but, but I'm doing that part of the way. I do that is by caring about the earth because if we're yeah. just a super selfish generation that eats up all our resources, the next generations of people, you know, won't have won't yeah, have
0: these, will suffer yeah, yeah absolutely will suffer. I mean, that's very well said. In fact, um, that's what I've seen with our parents' generation too. So, um, you know, uh, I feel like I plug in India every time in one of these video casts, but uh, I mean, in India we do all things like at least we used to do all things natural. Like I, st- you know, my my mom still makes her own butter. We pasteurize our own milk. Um, you know, we make our our own home remedies, and you know, for until until we can help it, we try and make, see if we can treat it at home with natural things. And, you know, you mentioned about a natural toothpaste, you know, until recently, even in our parents' generation, um, neem, it's, it's a natural herb, herb yeah. tree in India. It's actually the solution for all things, skin and hair and, you know, like to remove toxins. The bark of the neem tree was actually the toothbrush and toothpaste combined. So the bark has the abrasion. So just... Yeah. Yeah, people would actually brush their teeth using the bark of Neem. And now I'm seeing that a lot of the processing has just begun <coughs> in India as well. And I'm seeing that that's reversing in U.S. So I keep thinking that maybe 60 years from now, it will start rehearsing, reversing in India. And I just feel like I wish we could have that happen right now. Um, so yeah, so with every generation, you see that the resources are depleted and there's fewer resources for the kids to play with or to live with. And uh, whatever you said, it's absolutely right. I don't think it's mutually exclusive. Other than the environment, I think we are here because of the environment. I think people yeah. with that. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, very well said oh beautiful I, I love i i think we should do a lot of the this with you um sarah i think this has just been such a learning experience uh, we were spellbound like this once when we did uh, the video cast with dr khan because he talked to us about a vegan lifestyle and as a cardiologist what impact it has on your heart and cholesterol and i i have to say this has been another learning experience uh, you know you're not a cardiologist but you know everything it's just amazing <laughs> and i was just thinking the way you're talking about toothpaste and lotion we should definitely do one on you know how to do like the recipe yeah the recipe like health and beauty products that we can just do sitting at home uh, um it's so good for your kids and for babies and all that uh i'd love to do and this has been an amazing amazing episode and i know you have a lot on your plate but we would love to do as many of these as possible with you whenever you find time
1: Sounds good. Definitely would love that because I, yeah, I love helping people in this. I love, um, yeah, just helping our world and helping our, I just think, oh, I love all the benefits of it. I feel like there's just no downsides. There's only upsides for our individual health, for our communal health, for the world's health.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't stop learning from you. It's just amazing. I'm going to put you on a uh, speed dial uh, as much as it scares you. You're going to be on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this is amazing. And we always wrap off this show by asking people about just something completely um, irrelevant to whatever we've discussed so far about, you know, uh, do you are you binge watching on a particular TV show or something right now? But I wonder if you have the time for something like that. Yeah, you watch TV? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my goodness, we totally do. Um, well, I love the whole Downton Abbey series, and then we we saw the first season of Pull Dark. We need to catch up with the second season. So I love like the BBC stuff, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then somebody put us on to a show called Turn, which is on AMC on cable, and uh, it was really good. It's so good about um, it's just historical narrative about the Revolutionary War and the spies that helped the Americans beat the British, basically. So that was really, really good. Oh, yeah, and then Eric and I really like Shark Tank too. It's just really um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Those are our main corners,
0: for sure. Say it again. Startup owners, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. that's wonderful. All good shows. I love them all. I'm, I'm a big BBC person too. Like Poirot oh, wow. and all of that is my favorite stuff. I'm actually rewatching Poirot right now. So,
1: yeah. uh, which was
0: what are you watching again? Uh Poirot. Um, Agatha Christie's Poirot. Okay. Yeah. So. I love those series. Um, they're just so old school, and it takes you back to a time where things were just so simple, and <laughs> people had so much time for a lot of things. It's just it's yeah. nice to kind of. Huh? Oh, no, I, I love it. Yeah, I love, I, I like period pieces too.
1: Yeah. With the kids, we actually watch, uh, this is totally gonna put me in a box, but with the kids, we totally watch the old Little House on the Prairie series. Um, we all love it. Eric actually watched it as a kid with his mother. He won't tell you that, but he did. And he did crush on Laura Ingalls as a kid, um, yeah. or what's her name, uh, Melissa Gilbert. So he, um, anyway. So the kids love it. It's just such a good wholesome show, and we we love. I just love seeing the simplicity of life and the things that were valued with that.
0: Hey, hey we're awesome. having fun. Isn't she awesome? Oh my god. <laughs> We've had three cameos. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. This was amazing. Um, So Sarah, we're going to be in touch and we're always in touch as always. And we will get together again. And um, you need to train us more. I feel like, you know, I, I would love to have your tenacity and your zest for life and to want to learn so much. I wish I had all of that. I get tired too easily, I think. But yeah, you definitely inspired me (laughs) to add a few more things to my skill set. So this is amazing. We should do more of this and we love you. You could write a book. Yeah, you You could write a book, for sure.
1: (laughs) I know, Eric tells me, he's like, you should start a blog. And I'm like, yep. I'm like, but then I could do all the things that I'm doing. I would be, or I definitely have to lose something.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're amazing. And thank you so much. We've had such a good time, and I just want to let everyone you know who's watching this know that I mean, it's so nice and inspiring to actually take up gardening. And uh, Grubable wants to encourage more of you guys, and we want to create a place where it's easy for local farmers and artisans, you know, to create a business for themselves and to actually be able to sell everything that they do and make money out of it and help grow the local community and the local economy and help reverse the adverse effects that we have seen on our soil and on our eating habits in the past 60 years and bring it back to the way things were back in the day, you know, the simpler times, the healthier times. So um, Sarah is, I think, the perfect example of how one can get into something like this and how we would like to encourage more of them so um thank you sarah we love you we should do more of this thank you we we'll love that much thank okay
1: oh, thanks guys i'll see you soon see ya Bye.